Did he go buy a bucket specifically to cut a hole in it just so he could poop? Well, maybe he I'm did sure that, that so he didn't recycled. have to like. You're not. You're not pooping on the bucket. You're just pooping through it. Yeah. Okay, welcome back to the Wheel Rap Podcast, everyone. This is my only legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. Uh, you can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com, and you can find us at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Um, we have an email address, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com, and you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the Google Play, whatever that is framed as now, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. We're out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're out here. On the internet, I'm Logan Whitehouse. I am on Twitter at Logan the Dawn occasionally, and uh, I'm coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where um, I think we're cycling into a bit of a summer weather pattern here. Emily, we've had some rains. The grass is looking green, though. The brown patches are filling in. Did you notice? Have mm-hmm. you seen? I've seen. I've <laughs> with my own eyes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, listen, True Green is not off the hook yet. Okay, they are still on a very short leash. But it's looking better. And the backyard actually looks a lot better. Yes. All right. That's all I've got to say. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am still in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, where we had another like awesome San Diego day here in the Berg. Uh, mid-70s was, was perfect for Tuesday evening golf league. And uh, yeah, we've also gotten some much needed rain over the past week or so. Things are looking lush again. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes the rough thick, though, which for for our uh, our less precise <laughs> boys on the course, it makes <laughs> makes things on the wrists a little tough sometimes. Um, but yeah, good time all around. I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Uh, once again, shout out to the Who's and their their sports boys going to Omaha. Who's- Who's don't lose, baby. More Especially like the Who's. Elimination. You know what I'm saying? If it's an elimination game. Oh. Oh, oh, I know what you're saying. I love it. Whose delightful little giggle was that? It's I, Kochi, here for another riveting episode of the Wheel Route Bachelorette edition. Mm-hmm. Excited to be here. Um, also coming from Stewart, Florida, but, you know, I don't have much to say about Stewart, Florida, because we've been gone. We have. We just got back late, well, technically very, very early Sunday morning. <laughs> Pretty much Monday spent the morning. day Monday doing absolutely nothing, and it was wonderful. That must have been nice. It was. <laughs> yes. Hey, you made your choices. I made mine. <laughs> You're right. And, uh, yeah, we've been spent some time in Charleston, the holy city, and followed that up with a family wedding in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Or actually, not Harrisonburg, Augusta County. Augusta right. County wishes. Did we even make it to Harrisonburg? No, not once. <laughs> Weird. Lord knows we didn't make it to Broadway. Love you, fam. Yeah, yeah, love you, fam, for sure. But uh, we not saw gonna you, make that trip. We saw you guys last month. You yeah, guys, yeah. Just, yeah. you just get a little greedy over there. So. But you know, had another nice, <laughs> uh, lovely wheel route family reunion. Always great to see the crew. Shout out to Jason. Always good to see him out in the wild. Uh, Jordan, lovely um, catching up as well. So, yeah, and you know, congratulations to favorite son of the podcast, Connor, for getting married. Yeah, favorite guest guest appearances yes. on the yes, yeah. Absolutely. This is true. Uh, he did marry uh, his lovely bride, Taylor, who also has been on the podcast. Yeah, they survived <laughs> the, the joint grill session <laughs> at Love the beginning of this 
global pandemic. Beautiful I've ceremony, beautiful, beautiful location. It was a fun time. It was, it was a fun you time. Know, a lot of work went into it. No shortage of work went into pulling everything off. But uh, the Will Rout crew did company. not make it out much to the dance floor, but I blame the DJ for that. So they yeah. didn't, if we had stolen the ox cord and just replayed the rehearsal dinner playlist, it would have been straight fire. <laughs> I blame, yeah, I blame the DJ and just the overall like demographics yeah. of the crowd. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Not you know, just it's hard the to get a gray area for that yes. group. Yeah, it's hard to get it up at a like family wedding when people are like watching you. Uh, Jordan's father was there officiating, so you know we all had to be mindful. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, Merle and Sue made a pretty early exit, so they weren't like they weren't around for the the after hours dances, I guess. But uh, so there, that, so shame. that wasn't really holding me back. It was more just like. I have to drive back to Harrisonburg yeah. and maybe, well, no, I won't say that, but <laughs> I, guess, I have to listen, drive back to Harrisonburg. <laughs> it is, it is summertime. It stays light for a long time. I personally, I'm not a huge dancer as it is, but I certainly am not a daylight dancer. A daylight okay? dancer. And I certainly <laughs> am not, I'm not, I, was, I am not a daylight dancer. Print the shirts. You need the cover of darkness. And I think we had this conversation, but like, the question was posed, how many Mick Ultras would you need to drink yeah. to actually get into a good frame of mind to either Twilight and or Darkness dance? Um, mm-hmm. The answer is too many to keep you from urinating too often. Too right? Like not be continuously in the yes. bathroom. Right, right. Which is fine. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a snob. I'm not going to be out here demanding um, that I, you know, I need liquor so I can dance. I'm just not a big dancer anyway, but I think you're right, Emily. I think the big thing is... When you know approximately eighty percent of the people there on like a quasi personal level, it's just it's just weird, right? It's a little weird. You can't be making eye contact with randos. The positioning of the old ladies next to the dance floor was also a little disconcerting. Just gonna say it. I there mean, were a lot of grandmas I... on two couches, just like, <laughs> very close to the dance floor. What I'm hearing, Logan, is that you didn't want to unleash your wide bearing, wide childbearing hips and Panamanian heat on the dance floor because. You're worried it would have just been too much. Yeah, I would have melted the dance floor. It was an yeah. old, it's a historic barn. It would have gone up in flames it's like, like a, a tinderbox. Tinder Absolutely. Poor dads and mom would have just been falling out of their chairs. That's, you gotta all, be careful that's also that. why I did not. That's also why I did not um, kick Mark the DJ off and uh, hit him, hit the dance floor with a tight 15 minute set that I had prepared. Um, I would have melted the dance floor. Yeah, would have been bad. It Luckily, been it had been raining, so maybe we wouldn't we would have been able mm-hmm. to salvage the structure. Um, but uh, oh, all so all th- told, congrats to Connor. There was there was one point during the DJ set where uh, you know just all time banger Gasolina came on. Yes, uh, oh, yeah. Logan, I believe to you. I mentioned to you how surprised I was that that made an appearance. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I have an Again, update on, on Gasolina's appearance. Uh, so I did did some snooping in in the sparkler line. Turns out it was a request from the crowd, uh, friend of the program. Nevin Heckman, his girlfriend is apparently half uh, Hispanic. I don't okay. want to speak out of turn and guess the wrong variety. Latinx, but, um, if you will. Yeah, she she put in the request and it came on. So shout out to her. Shout out to Nevin. And, Love uh, the spice. Yeah, really. I think it really offended some sensibilities out there, which was probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're all here to become better versions of ourselves. And sometimes you got to you gotta bang through some gasolina. Yeah. Some hips don't lie. If Daddy Yankee can help you get there, so be it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm more of a Wiesen E. Yandel type of guy, yeah. but uh, it's all good. All right, uh, we did not do this last episode. What are we drinking tonight, guys? Uh, I have in my possession uh, a pour of Elijah Craig bourbon as yesterday, Monday, was allegedly National Bourbon Day. So oh. I'm oh. celebrating on Tuesday. Shout out. I made a mistake. Podcast buddies. I will celebrate next week. <laughs> and tomorrow and the day after. <laughs> I had to remind myself of what I was drinking. What do you got here, Emily? I'm drinking, uh, we brought back some brews from Charleston. So I'm drinking a Westbrook Brewing Company based out of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. White Tie. It's a beer inspired by the flavors of Southeast Asian cuisine and a oh. twist on the classic Belgian Witch beer? Yeah. Witch mm-hmm. beer style. Um, so yeah. Every restaurant that we went to had this available. This must be like the Super go to wheat beer. This is the Florida cracker of of Charleston. the Charleston area. Um or the what is the, the white marlin wit? That's what uh, oh, that's yeah, what we all have from, from selfish yes. brewing that everybody has that around here too. So um yeah, it's got what are the what are the southeast southeast Asian uh, cuisine? So flavors? there's the the, the traditional Belgian style includes coriander and orange peel, but they've added lemongrass, ginger root, and a dash of dash of sriracha ace hops, um, wow. along with lemon candy, citrus fruit, and a slight spiciness. Sounds like good, right? You like it? Yes, I do. It is good. It's not as like flavorful as they lead you to believe. But it's good. That's what I'm saying. Like it's more, it's yeah. not overly it's not like overly aromatic. Sometimes the wheat beers get that way. They taste like you're drinking potpourri water. I think the best beer I had though when we were in Charleston was a basil sour. Oh, it you liked that a lot. Delightful. Yeah. Actually it was a basil saison. I misspoke. But you know, kinda of same family. It was delicious. I'll just continue aromatic my tour of hazy beers. There was two hazy beers at a um um whatever that uh, Holy City Brewing. That mm. were very good. Holy City Brewing, great spot. Great spot. Huge. In my in my uh old neighborhood. That's right. Shout out North Charleston. I am drinking a Topo Chico hard seltzer. This one is strawberry guava. Which one do I have on deck, Emily? Pineapple. Got a pineapple one on deck. These are good. Uh, I would recommend only two grams of sugars. Um, and I see on here that they have added minerals for taste. So. Oh. But and for bone health. You know, a good a good can, a sleek can, a nice. I like the uh, the ta- the lion logo. Mm-hmm. It'd be a good tattoo. You know, we really Black should start getting sponsored by Topo Chico. Uh, Joseph Martin, brother and friend of the podcast, uh, has started drinking Topo Chico's due to listening. With the tequila, we got through to him. Uh, he hasn't had the tequila yet. He just, he slammed a bunch of Topo Chico's after like a bike ride or hike or something. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Man. Being a little belchy. I'm a like I'm a two per night max <laughs> with the topos. But I did recommend that he up his game and try a ranch water. But oh, you know, yeah. if we can reach one, we can reach one. Right. You little gotta walk before you can run, you know? Exactly. Yeah, baptism in the Holy Spirit is next. <laughs> Indeed. All right, let's move on. Emily already gave away the game here, but it is Bachelorette season and sweet Katie is on a quest for love. And I gotta hand it to him. They are, we are moving along two, to two episodes in. Love, Love the pace see. we're going with here. We may have sacrificed a little bit of production quality for pace. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Yep. <laughs> I'm fine. Emily at one point last night, and this is episode two, asked, are we on the non-HD channel? 
Like this just looks terrible. Like and, and it did. It looked really bad. I don't know. Really if, grainy. I don't know. Like... If maybe the cell service out there in Godner's Knob, uh, New Mexico, is is <laughs> is good or not? But um, yeah. Anyhow. Uh, Emily, I'm going to turn the keys over to you. I tend to ramble. Yes, you so, do. And, uh, and my notes, you know, my notes are a little hard to understand this week. But before I go into the episode, we should start off with some Bachelor Nation news. Yes. First and foremost, my favorite update on my boy Brendan. Oh, sweet boy Brendan from Tasha Season. Roofer Brendan. Roofer Brendan. Yeah, basketball coach Brendan. Yes, the one who stole America's heart is now officially dating Piper from that James season. Piper James. I'm talking I'm talking extremely photogenic oh, people. Just jeans turned up to a hundred. Yes. yes. And both very lovable people. Yeah, Piper yeah, had her I moments. think I think Piper's getting the better end of that trade. <laughs> if, if, yes, yeah. If, if, if I were to grade honest, if I were to grade the trade, I think Team Piper's winning. But Good for Brendan too. Like it's yeah. not like a clear imbalance there. And all. it's not like just because Brendan's adorable doesn't mean he has to date Abigail just because like it would be so cute, right? You know, like right. you know, it's okay. He can also date someone he likes. Yeah. Now would I prefer that it was Abigail? <laughs> if he were to come and ask me for my, you know, blessing, then yes, I would say I'd prefer Abigail. Yes, but I would say that that's racist. Blessing. Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently Bachelor Nation is shipping Abigail and Mike Johnson, which I have to say could also where, be where did this it. shipping term come from? Oh, you know, it's I'm, out there. No, I mean, I'm curious. It's an industry term, Logan. I, I mean, I know. I'm just, I'm we just curious because it only seems to be used in the context of Bachelor Nation couples. Like, who are we? Definitely at? not. You no, just people don't do know it for like other TV shows and stuff. Okay. And just life in general. I am totally shipping Steve and John. Yes, it happens. Okay. You just don't know because you're not a girl. Okay. But anyway. Fair. In other news, before we get to the bigger bomb, uh, Lauren and Ari, congrats. Had their twins some point in the past few days. Um, Ari, famous for basically breaking off his engagement with Becca to be with Lauren, and he did it on air. Um, anyway... Shout out to a them. Strong play. <laughs> yeah. This was before you two started watching. Yeah. How, how before before Wheel Route? A couple seasons, right? Because uh, I split the Bachelor yes. universe into b- before Wheel Route and after Wheel Route entry. Was it's Colton the first? Situation. Colton was the first Wheel Route Col- season, or Colton, was he? Was Colton he not? was the first. No, we Colton. didn't. We didn't season. We yeah. watched. We watched. We and watched. decided. We watched and, and decided we needed to pot. Yes. Right, that's right. So Colton. He was, was, he was on Becca's season when Becca was the Bachelorette, and Becca was broken up with, with Ari, so it was definitely like a few seasons. Pretty back. soon, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd anyway. like to report that the pineapple much better than the strawberry guava. Great to know. So just the pineapple is the only one I drink on the beach. So that's the lemon one happens. is good. The pineapple one is good, and I think there was a mango one that yeah, was also good. One. Strawberry guava, meh. But I tend to just not like strawberry flavored things. Can, so that can, can be you a buy meat, those be a flavors problem. just isolated, or is it only variety pack? I have not seen them isolated. I have only seen the variety pack in the Good to know. Variety packs sometimes disappointing. Um. Oh, if, you know which one is disappointing is the. Is it the Lagunitas one? Yeah. It has all those IPAs that are. I mean, it has some good IPAs, but then it has like the. The slow low or whatever, which is like their low-cal IPA. The Get that one. out of here. Yeah. It's just terrible. No, they're, they're, they're just, just unloading inventory. 
yeah it's a it's a sneaky biz however cigar cities variety pack amazing was that the one we got the seltzers um that one was good no it's the one that had the like the um shoot it has of course a sour in it that i really like the margarita margarita gosa yeah anyway anyway uh, (laughs) on to the other news as most people probably know by now and have heard chris harrison has stepped away from bachelor world bachelor there's universe. been a quote-unquote amicable parting of ways i yes. doubt i doubt any of those there's a lot of blackmailing and money involved but... allegedly allegedly yeah <laughs> lest know. his lest his blackmailing money hungry lawyers come after us yes allegedly chris harrison was willing to spill some tea about other big wakes in Bachelor Nation uh, production, and I guess that uh, earned him some. Allegedly, uh, allegedly earned him, earned him a party eight, eight, yeah. Uh, yeah, allegedly earned him a mid eight figures buyout situation. Love, so. love a golden parachute. Yes, good. So that kind of brings us into my first thought on the first episode recap. Well, I, before you... sorry to interrupt. Before we go into that, I guess I have a question or more of a thought about the Chris Harrison situation. Like the the contestants on this show are famously unable to speak about things because of the NDAs. This did they just yeah. not make Chris sign an NDA because they were just like, oh well, he'll always be a team player or. Like, was he willing to break NDAs? Like, do you know how that... I don't know if it was necessarily NDA stuff that he would have been breaking, but I think the inclination I got was that he was maybe willing to speak on... Like, I don't don't think The Bachelor as a brand has done a very good job in race relations, right? Sure. And I do feel that there is a certain extent of this in which Chris Harrison is bearing... And Chris Harrison and his lawyers probably sold this as he is bearing the brunt of a larger problem with the bachelor. Right. And I think some of that could be true. I'm not saying that's untrue. I'm also mm-hmm. not saying that that's not a great tactic for a lawyer to take, to get his guy 15 million bucks. Right. So sure. but that's a, that those, all these things can kind of be partially true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I assume he does have some sort of NDA, but I don't know if does the NDA cover casting decisions or general spirits about casting decisions, you know, for all posterity, maybe, maybe not. Um, that's a good question, but I, I guess that that's the I don't know the news story that I read about this sort of hinted that Chris Harrison and his lawyers were going to be maybe more willing to talk about some of the sort of underbelly issues uh, with Bachelor, and um, thus the buyout, the hush money buyout payment. Interesting, but who knows? Who knows? So, uh, you think we'll see Chris again around? I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix, another Netflix, Netflix uh, dating show. Yeah. Maybe with Colton. Yeah, I could, see, I could definitely see another network picking him up for like a similar, similar show. Probably Fox. It's got big Fox well, news energy. So, okay. So the other thought is, um, some of the producers responsible for creating Paradise um, have left bachelor universe and have created a show for hbo max that's similar to paradise Whoa. i don't remember what it's called but singles in paradise it's, no it's like 
Fuckboy Island, I think is what it's called. <laughs> and it's like the premise is it's like three girls on an island, but then they bring in 24 men, 12 of who are like self-proclaimed boys and 12 <laughs> who are like, you know, there for the right reasons or whatever that means. And so they go through this like whole process. And then at the end, like the girls pick their guy. And I think there's like a prize involved, like if they pick, if they've like eliminated the boys or something like that. Hmm. I need to look into it. But I could see something like that, like, if there are already ties between those producers and Chris Harrison, uh, if maybe eventually he did something like that. Hmm. Or even if he went off and, like, created his own thing. We'll see. Yeah. Got to imagine he's got a non-compete in there somewhere, too. So it would be interesting if the uh, the settlement involved that at all. But Yeah. Yeah. That's for um, the lawyers to figure out. Exactly. So... What were your thoughts? Did you notice his absence uh, in these past two episodes? Nope. Uh, oh, yeah. I just, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not standing for Chris Harrison, the person. I just loved his presence on the show because it was always just like kind of forced and awkward, but he was very confident in it. So I kind of just like relished the moments where we had Chris Harrison just like doling out advice or just being like, gentlemen, there's one rose left tonight. You know, like, I, I just kind of like, miss i guess i would just say like i miss those kind of beats that we're not getting anymore i don't miss like you know it's like i don't really care so <laughs> that's, that's yeah i i think the way they cut that first episode too especially like the introduction of it it so as i recall first episodes of seasons in the past like it was very chris heavy and chris was narrating and doing the introducing and things of that nature but the way they edited, mm-hmm. chopped up this one, That's probably he was, the the hosts were not involved at all until Katie got there and it was it was appearance night. And then Tasha and Caitlin showed up and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. These girls are involved and it's not Chris. That was my first like, aha, Chris is not here moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't miss him at all, to be yeah. honest. You know what else I wouldn't miss? What? Like the men or women tell all episodes which will be interesting to see like unless they get like a permanent host like will they also get rid of those things because i wouldn't miss it you want to bring emmanuel acho back for one of those (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) no i'm i'm good i'm good but yeah it just kind of raises the question like is a host even needed can the lead can the lead almost serve dual roles as lead and also like i don't know so to speak facilitator yeah yeah like what are you how are you feeling about tisha and caitlin i mean i kind of i kind of hate it it just seems kind of forced and cheesy and there doesn't certainly there doesn't need to be two of them and then like they're also doing this thing where it's like they're bringing katie along like katie's some sort of dimwit that like can't figure this out like that seems kind of weird like every other person in bachelor history gets like the one episode where former contestant comes and is like hey how are you feeling like, are you feeling good? You got a lot of great contestants here. Is this going to be tough for you? But now it's like, we get that moment every episode now. I just don't need that. It's like a constant reminder that they used to be bachelorettes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I find the one who's not Tasha to be like extremely annoying. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of Tasha, dude, that would be hard to be the bachelorette and like Tasha's there. I mean,. That woman is drop dead gorgeous. She's engaged. <laughs> like, She's taken. Whew, man. Any, any man worth his medal 
is not interested, not thinking those thoughts. Well, that's not what I was worried about. I was more worried about the like just comparison like you're female. probably constantly doing, just like standing next to that goddess, and you're just like, okay, cool, we're here. Anyway, she, she do got them joints. You know She's what I'm saying? Gorgeous! Wow, love it. Anyway, um, okay. So She's also doing me... Hyundai commercials. Good for Tasha picking up yes. picking up that bag, that Hyundai yeah. bag. Wow. After it, um. Let's see here. We already mentioned how it's the budget season. So let's talk about the location. We're in New Mexico Oof. at just what appears to be in the middle of nowhere. A lot I mean, of stucco on that resort. Yes. A lot of stucco. It says a lot when like in the opening, you know, when they're like coming back from commercial break and there's always like a landscape scene. Like one of the landscape scenes was literally like a barren tree with a bunch of like crows in it. Yeah. Like, Okay. This is not the Nema colon, is really what we're getting at. Yeah. This is well, and like Southwest landscape is not for everybody. Like, right. I I personally find beauty in some of those. Those. I like to visit a nice Southwest landscape, but I feel that I would be drained after the the constant the deluge of just tan and brown is too much for me. There's a lot of nuance. Not it's not for everybody. Yeah. Apparently, and I think we had even like said this on the podcast because it was the original plan. They were supposed to be filming at like a Nemecole and similar type of place, but in Canada. Apparently, it was like awesome and super gorgeous, but it was at the height or one of the yeah. spikes of COVID cases in that area. So they had to like find a new area to shoot. So, Fair you enough. know, making it work in New Mexico. Yeah. Katie's budget season. It's fine. I'd like to give a shout out uh, quickly to our guy, Jared Freed, who said that this location appears to be the location in which every murder ever has happened. Couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. Disappearance. I would say disappearance. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, too. Like, that's what happened to the sweet girl who went jogging? What happened like, to Tara Grinstead? What happened to Tara Grinstead? But, uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, We'll see how much like uh, they can do. They can do with it. I mean, we got a little bit of forced cowboy hat guy mm. on guy action. This it appears this to be week. freezing there. It does appear yeah. to be cold. There's a lot of shivering going on. A lot of shivering. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So let's let's talk about the men here. So I figured the best way to approach the first episode, there wasn't a whole lot of content to go off of. So I'm just gonna hit you guys with some questions so we can talk Love about this. it. So, okay. Love this idea. This is good. This is All smart. right. This so is smart. let's first talk about worst impressions. So it can be either an individual that stood out to you or even just like a generic type of entrance seen by many men. I, yeah. Gabriel jumps off the page right away to me. <laughs> I drafted poorly. I made a mistake. <laughs> it's okay. Reprising the role of Bennett. We have. Yeah. I picked, I picked the wrong guy to reprise the role of Bennett. Um, yeah, just the whole like, let me show you my favorite hug. Um, yeah, that was that thank, was. Thanks for letting me know never to use that because boy, <laughs> I I had that queued up in the hopper for when I get back out in the wild and <laughs> and everybody's vaxxed. But and I'm um, exchanging hugs. No, just <laughs> show really you weird. my favorite like, hug. Yeah, it was a, I was an yeah. odd choice. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of breathing together. The um. The face, uh, the skin, the skin salesman guy also um, just like a, a kind of an aggressive look. And he also like used a lot of uh, what's, what's the word? Is it pejorative terms? Like he called her like darling mm-hmm. and like sweetheart and just like creepy. 
just yeah, just give, just give it off creepy vibes. I don't think all that stuff is inherently like. I, I think if given the opportunity to not do it, you probably shouldn't do that kind of stuff. There's a time where you could pull that off. Certainly, this was not the time to First attempt is not a time. like you know like he's the kind of guy that probably calls girls babe like right off the right off the uh, the cuff and um like he also goes, had he also example. had the yes he also had the RV um which we saw a little too much of and uh yeah just this wasn't wasn't great yeah I I also didn't like Andrew S's uh fake accent. I, I can't stand when people fake accents to try and be charming. <laughs> yes. And it, it like the the when Katie tried to replicate it to be like oh. haha give and take, like that was even more cringy for me. It just makes me uncomfortable to watch and experience. It was very cringy. However, I think they were able to like I think that was a good moment for the two of them. Does that make sense? I didn't yeah. like it, but I think that they like found some common ground there and were able to like give each other some crap. Like and right like off the bat, oh, yeah. and be sure, weird together. So I think that was really good. What worked well for them? It was what. Yes, no, I'm, like. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> what didn't work well for me? I'm just yes. saying, like we're, we've I'm talked about so far, both of the guys we talked about. Spoiler alert: Don't make it past the first episode. Andrew S. 100 percent makes it past the first episode. Oh yeah, he's I think he's places. he might be a contender, and he had an iffy approach there. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It just just because we didn't like it doesn't mean it, it was uh, right. ruling you out. Right. That wasn't the question. <laughs> Answer the question, Logan. What is the goal of the question? Um, I'm going to give a generic answer. The guys who overplayed like the Katie is sex positive uh, in their entrances. Yeah. Um, we had Justin the artist who talked about stroking and stroking, and I was like, okay, all of his strokes. Yes. Um, we had a guy show up with a blow up doll. We had. Lots of just like unnecessary references to Katie showed up with a to Matt James season. And, you know, I was over it. It was a little too aggressive. And there's a lot of just like, you were just such a strong and unique woman talk to. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, that I think just bleeds into the whole season, but I really hate the approach of like, well, I, I saw some clips from your season, so I know you now. And I like, yes. I know what, I know what to gas you up with to like to make you feel right special and valued and all that stuff. That's yeah, that's really, weird. which is really weird because I do feel like there is like an angle with which we're selling that Katie is a strong, uh, independent woman, sex positive, yada yada. But then at the same time, like we have five minutes of her like debriefing with Tasha and, and what's her name every single episode. Like like she's like again like some sort of dingbat that can't like figure out like how to navigate this process like well do we actually think she's a strong woman or are we just uh like what's what's the point i don't know it just it seems like we're kind of uh it's in, it's inconsistent messaging how about that hmm. interesting i was waiting to see if jordan would debate that <laughs> no i no i i don't think that's incorrect but i do think they like they are trying to find spaces for Tasha and Caitlin to get screen time yes. because they're not natural hosts and because right. they're not able to just like pull the guys aside one-on-one -on -one and have yep. like chats with them or like we haven't, we haven't really seen them come in and like have the chat with the dudes on the couch and like pump them up for group dates or whatever. So <laughs> it like, 
it feels yeah. like they're using that angle of like, oh, these two can serve as mentors to Katie as much or as little as she wants to take advantage of that. But it is coming off at times as like, we don't know that Katie is built for this. Yes. So let's have these girls like hold her hand, which I think yes. is a mistake. And I think that also speaks to Katie is a unique bachelorette in that she wasn't like <clears throat> top four. Um, she, her date with Matt James was basically like third wheeling his bro date with Tyler Cameron. Um, An episode that and so we really don't know Katie. So I also think like the moments with Tasha and Caitlin are attempts for us to like get inside Katie's head a little bit. And also what you're saying, Jordan, a bit of that producers not really knowing what to expect from Katie because she didn't make it as far as like yeah. previous bachelorette. So I think yeah, it, it's thing. naturally kind of clunky because they're dealing with uh, a bachelorette. Like you said, Emily, yeah. they don't know a ton about, but with some really green co-hosts too. Yeah. Yep. Um, I hate to put this in the category of worst impressions because I wouldn't say it's the worst of the impressions, but I'm just going to come out and say it. Let's talk about Michael, the dad. First of all, I think it's great that he brought up his kid pretty much right off the bat. Good yeah. thing to do. Just going to say it. He comes across as overeager, kind of like a guy who hasn't done much dating in a while, which is probably true with a kid. And what we know is he's been widowed, but just came off like a lot to me. A lot like, of energy. Really excited to be there. Really excited. Like a little too excited to be here. And well, it could, it, I mean, me. it could be like his first vacation in forever. He's like, yeah. man, I, yeah. I got me time now. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe I'm have a drink. Phone chilling in, New Mexico. You know? Anyway, just so I get that out there. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, seems like kind of like a nice guy, but like he was, he fell on like the wrong side of like the adorable kind of like. Definitely uh, from Ohio guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or like a, like a middle school <laughs> guidance counselor. Yes. Like maybe someone who would point out some large dolphins. On a, on a, on a <laughs> big dolphin big dolphins anyway all right um who surprised you the most and this Logan, could you be want to take this one first <laughs> do i uh let me pull up my list of dudes uh because right. oh 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 for me it was courtney i thought courtney was going to be some sort of uh, acting a fool dude Just and a real this Sherman. guy <laughs> like <Clay>. this guy <laughs> was hot all right, he came in smooth, and he looked good. And I mean, I was in. I was in immediately. I got the Courtney experience. Um, unlike that other guy who was the dancer that got sent home, Marty. 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 Poor Marty. We never. Uh, we never got to learn about the Marty party. Yeah, which really is a shame because Marty party. That's a great bit. That could have gone on for for episodes. We did. But, we um, did see him pull out a bag of crystals that he had named this, for. Oh, that's right. That was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I got my, I got my stones here. Um, anyhow, no, I just I, I liked I liked Courtney. Just I mean, super hot. Super hot. <laughs> yeah, Logan and I were like 
fawning over We were just like, oh my God, this guy, she better just keep him well, around Elizabeth, for the fantasy. Elizabeth, suite. this is the kind of guy you just keep around for fantasy. He's when he's got, he's got like a real suave voice too. Yes. yes. Like with a little accent I'm, I'm playing on it. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. He's smooth. A yeah. little oh, bit of, like a little God. Randy Moss, just a little Randy Moss. Every time he yeah, comes like on the screen. Yeah, like diet Randy Moss accent. Oof. Diet Randy Moss. That makes me sweat. Anyhow, shout out to Courtney. He surprised me positively. Um, Who surprised you? Maybe like, ooh, not what I was hoping for. I, I might need to come back to that. I might need to consult my list. All right. Jordan, yeah. who surprised you for the best? Uh, I think, well, when I was watching that episode and I kind of listened back to our first episode when we drafted, uh, I tried to watch it through the lens of like who we discussed as potential live action glow ups. Um, so I think I think Greg definitely benefited from that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The headshot oh, yeah. did him no favors. Um, but a real, a, yeah, yeah, real, a real, real Jed, just a real good Jed. looking dude. Uh, and like I felt like the family shots they got of him, he didn't have that kind of uh, floppy hair. Like he had a more uh, I don't, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but like regular haircut, and that was interesting. Um, yeah. but like some of the other guys that we mentioned, like uh, Brandon did not did not improve things on live tape. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff did not improve things mm-hmm. on live tape. Uh, little disappointed with my guy Landon. How how oh, yeah. he appeared on live film. Like I had some questions about the headshot. We reviewed the Instagram, liked what we saw on the Instagram, and then like the, I don't know, I don't know what was going on. Is I think it's a real uh, conundrum. Landon was probably a too too young. Like he was, he's very young guy. It seemed like the guys who got cut night one were the young guys. Were the young guys. Yeah. So I think Katie just like went ahead and eliminated them. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I would like to go back. Uh, Christian from Boston surprising a little oh. surprised just just different like yeah like i think he deep down wants to be the boston guy but then at the same time like he's not and he's kind of like whiny about the process which i'm kind of surprised by because i feel like he'd be doing more of a you know on from boston tough guy thing and he's not I, it's just I'm, I'm curious to put my finger on uh what he, what he's got going on mm. interesting though mm-hmm. we get a, we get a lot of him I'm intrigued. Like, I'm uh, like on, not sure if I'm surprised in a bad way or good way. Like yeah. I'm just like intrigued. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. I'm with you. All, all I could think about when I heard him speak for the first time was like, man, that sounds like Ben Affleck doing a bad Boston accent. <laughs> yeah. Like, it it sounds fake almost. Yes. Which is weird because I don't think he fully wants to embrace the Boston guy role. Correct. But he speaks in a way that it is unavoidable. Absolutely. And like I would agree. James, the fellow who popped out of the box, he's kind of also got a Boston sounding accent, but it's not at all as thick yeah. as as what Christian's got going on. James, the guy who popped out of the box, that was a 100% unnecessary bit. It was. And and he is looks like he was created in a lab for bachelor contestants. Yeah. Did you see him when he took his shirt off? Uh-huh. The dude is built like I mean he looks Tim Tebow. Tight rig. Just a big big rig. Big rig too. I've heard what was it? Uh again, our guy Jared Freed, someone asked him a question like on his Instagram story. He's like, Would you ever go on The Bachelor? And he said, 
basically his answer was like, I've long since resigned to the fact that I'm too fat for the bachelor. Like that was like his, his answer was, <laughs> but he's like, seriously, I met Jed and he was like six inches taller than me and huge. And like, I think all these dudes are just like specimens. Like mm-hmm. even the, probably the skinny guys are tall. Um, so I think everybody here is just tall and huge, but James like seems especially tall and huge. Um, who's the other? Is it Aaron? Aaron's, Aaron's Aaron seems boy. like a big dude too. So yeah. Um, anyhow, Aaron probably surprised me the most for the worst. Like I remember being upset that you drafted him before I did, and then I was like, "Ugh, this guy's like really disappointing. He just like rubs me the wrong way." Um, I think he's cocky and arrogant. You got mad at and, Cody, right? Yeah, he just. Yeah, not the kind of guy like I would want to. The unexplained beef chronicles, in which Aaron and Cody just yeah, that was wild because they just like plopped that in in the Punch Bowl episode one and was like, nope, we're not going to give any context for this. (laughs) Here it is. I don't like you. Get out, brah. Um, I would say I was surprised. I'd agree. You stole my Courtney bit, but like the next one that surprised me the most was John, the bartender. Yeah. Like came across like. Again, I wouldn't, he wouldn't be in my top 10, but he was like, oh, like this guy like seems like someone you'd want to like get to know. Could be fun. He's a kind face. Kind face. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, Courtney. Oof. Oof. Keep him around, girl. We need more Courtney on our screens. I just want to hear him talk more, like tell stories and stuff. Yeah. Read me a book. Dude, if he could narrate audiobooks, oh. (laughs) What's up, y'all? I'm Courtney. I'm Courtney. (laughs) Oh, amazing. All right. Um, so Greg won the first impression rose, but who would you give your first impression rose to? Well, based on the literal words out of Katie's mouth, the cat guy, Connor. Well, this isn't about Katie. It's who would you, Logan who would White, I? give um, your rose well, to? Well, Connor, Connor's on my team, so I would have given it to Connor. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, on my team. Greg, Greg did a fine job. Uh, I thought cat guy Connor did a fine job. That's about it. Hmm. I honestly was not wowed by anybody mm-hmm. to where I was like, yeah. dang, that guy, like, he's a solid dude and I'm going to root for him. They all mm-hmm. just kind of seem like the equal amount of, at least episode one, they all seemed like the equal <laughs> amount of vanilla and polite and well enough meaning and like wearing their LinkedIn faces so that they get a second interview. Yes, absolutely. I think she was right to give her first. Look, Greg is the kind of guy who comes on the show and you're like, that's a marrying type. Like, that's oh, the guy sure. yeah. you look at. And, you know, he's, what is it? Juliet Lippman always says he's attainable hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like in a sea of fine specimens, he's like kind of your average, like a nice average dude who seems ready to settle down. So I can understand that. Yeah. But like, if you were going to give the rose just on pure hotness, it would have to be Courtney for sure. 100 <laughs> sure or justin i'm really into justin too Which i don't i would get sick of he's, his whole he's the same as dustin from a previous oh yeah. Yes. yeah yeah i would get sick of his whole i'm a painter shtick but like the dude is hot well and, and he was like, funny he was funny giving it to carl too which he can, is nice. you know paint me like one of your french girls type of bits it's great <laughs> you know another reason to keep him around um all right it's bizarre activities we didn't really talk much about connor b cat suit guy I mean, I don't know. It's, he's a math teacher. He sings. He seems like he's the total package for a great story of guys getting his heart broken and maybe gets to become The Bachelor. 
So it made me laugh because uh, at Connor and Taylor's wedding, there's someone uh, like many people. We knew a lot of people there. Yes. And someone came up to me and was like, Emily, do you think this DJ's day job is like middle school, like math teacher or science teacher or something? And it just made me think of Connor because it's like yeah. this guy, apparently he plays at piano bars in Nashville. He's like, I want to be a musician by He's night. better than Jed. Teacher by day. Oh, by definitely miles. Better, than Jed. better performer than Jed. For and definitely sure. doesn't seem to be on the show for like reasons of, uh, skyrocketing his music self-promotion right yeah so he seems like a nice enough guy looked a lot better episode two out of the cat suit was like oh this guy's actually like like a a pretty small upper lip small upper lip yeah which is troubling i mean i'm not trying to like roast the guy for it because i know this is not (laughs) under his control but does he have like a confirmed lazy eye situation or is it just kind of weird photos i will have to pay more attention to that I'll take a look too. <laughs> well, his headshot threw me off, and good then question. like in, in just, some of the, the, the way you posed the question was so good. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to do this as sensitively as possible because I know, I, gotcha. like, I know it really rankles some people. So, look, we're roast. we're out here. Roast we'll keep. Uh, we'll, we'll, not that it matters, or it's going to impact. We'll keep like, an how active BDI guy. on that situation. He's he that? seems to be very genuine and authentic, though, and like in in his intentions or yeah or what have you honestly so does greg greg i i, I like greg i mean I like greg. the experience greg of greg was is a big nice surprise greg was definitely a big surprise they both yes. seem the right amount of eager to be married for katie's like to match katie's eagerness at this yes. point you know what we've been learning from the past two seasons gentlemen what is, is that? that the people with the boring bios are the ones you have to look out for yeah and people with bad hair in the headshot. Wanna, I did not want to draft to Greg, but I did. And now I'm thankful that I did. Yeah. It's a real racial... Emily, would you like to... What a problem like to, to have. Would yes. you like to launch into your thoughts on how Greg may be a Sarah? Well, okay. But I did change my... Well, okay. So one thought, <laughs> I could see Greg being fine, like top two, for sure. I could see Greg winning it all. One of my concerns for Greg is he could be a bit of a Sarah from Matt James season where comes out hot, there's instant connection, they've already shared something really heavy with each other. They're in the hot tub, he's in, could, a, he's in a ridiculous leopard bikini. It could burn out fast, is yeah. my fear with Greg. I can see that gets the first gets the first one on one day or gets Got an early gets rose. an early one on one day. Yeah. yeah. He peaks hmm. too soon. Other thoughts about Greg. I don't know if this would make sense to either of you, but you know, for some listeners out there, um, he gives off Brian McKenzie from Father of the Bride energy. Okay, um, yeah. it's the son-in-law from the movie. So for whoever that speaks to, just enjoy. <laughs> That's um, let's go ahead and launch into the second episode. Uh, so Carl comes out hot right out of the gate in the opening scenes of the episode okay. he's this is this is carl the motivational speaker who is just a terribly annoying person. is a lot and has i just went for some the weird has weird eyes has weird eyes and teeth i'm just gonna say it he's got weird eyes and teeth yeah he <laughs> yeah he comes across as your stereotypical motivational speaker slash life coach who is he motivationally speaking i don't know LinkedIn. i like Look this he's guy a LinkedIn, up and I was like, like LinkedIn fuels like, him. He's the guy who's out here like talking about 
He's yeah, the guy who starts right. the post with like, I, I was on a job interview the other day and like tries to tell a story on a LinkedIn post and nobody yeah. wants to read it. And he gets yeah, like 7,000 right. likes and it's shared 120 times. And it's like, yeah, and it's, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he told me that if you don't come back. See, yeah. Is he the kind of motivational speaker who had some kind of like catastrophic thing happen in his life and he turned it around, but like, it just seems like he's a guy who likes to hear himself talk. So he became a motivational speaker. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a multi-level marketing guy and like, mm. but calls himself motivational speaker mm. because, because he's had a modicum of success. It opens more doors than if I just say like, I'm, I'm a, a I'm a Amway guy or whatever it is. I like that. I, I can see that. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's doing a lot of like, uh, the kind of talk that would make one suspect that he's not there for the right reasons, comparing it to the Hunger Games, saying a lot of things like, you know, there's only one man for Katie and one man who will win it all kind of I stuff. gotta get that rose. Yeah. Like, I gotta I get got it. it. I, I want to be the trophy at the end of this. And you're like, The okay. only thing that can be done here is for me to explain to Katie why I will be w the winner. He's basically, in not as many words, saying all the things that Luke P said. Yep. But Luke P was just an idiot. So he was just more just like, oh, big dumb Luke P, I will destroy. He was a louder idiot. I will Carl clang and bang on everyone. And, I, you know, he might have not been working. He might have not been working with the same intellectual uh, compadre in the female department either. But Justin had the best quotes about Carl throughout the episode. He started in with something like... Uh, Someone give that man a Xanax or a muzzle. And then later on in the episode, Justin said, my first impression was, wow, this guy can talk. And that has not changed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, now, I like as I watched this episode, I'm totally sold on getting Carl into paradise just to see yes. what happens there. 100%. He's, he's a little bit more of a just an overbearing or like louder, I guess cam like i see some cam oh, yeah. tendencies in carl yeah. um but he's much more assertive with how he puts it out there yes i'd agree with that. he does this really weird thing though where he like refuses to answer questions which is bizarre like like uh tell very me about troubling one, and tell me about thing. like your last relationship he's like girl we ain't here to talk about that we're here to talk about my next relationship mm -hmm. like yeah. oh it's just a little too shticky. It's yeah. too shticky, and like he just seems like the kind of guy that I would just absolutely detest to be around. I'm gonna be honest. Hundred percent. Say it. Yeah. 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 I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm pretty open-minded to people and their idiosyncrasies, and he's got all the ones that I'm not into. Get me away uh, from Carl. Yeah. <laughs> get me away from Carl. But we'll get into him in a, a little bit more as we go throughout. So yes. the first group date, which does involve Carl, is Katie's greatest lover contest with uh comedian heather mcdonald this is the classic first group date the yep. talent show yep it includes christian garrett trey courtney mike p james justin thomas connor b and carl uh we start in with like a quiz very typical bachelor bachelorette thing it's about it's questions like uh it's about like female anatomy and sexual pleasures yes. yeah which you know just, I'm talking organs. I'm talking erogenous zones. You know? Who was it? Courtney was like, 
I don't even know what like, erogenous means. Like, I, and then Courtney was like, I learned some things today. Was like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, Am I supposed to know these things? <laughs> that was great. Um, and then that might kind of open the door to Mike P discussing his virginity and feeling very uncomfortable having to answer questions from this quiz. We got a lot of just like Jordan cast some Jordan cast some crying points early. Some panic crying like the, just from some the panic crying. crying. <laughs> tears are tears and points are points. <laughs> yep. Um and this led into the men having to basically do a performance of sorts into explaining or presenting why they would be Katie's greatest lover. This would have been my all time nightmare. Oh 100%. I would just I would just like to say that okay all right if between this and the blindfold make out with uh claire which would you rather do oh blindfold me yesterday dude <laughs> wait the blindfold thing wasn't everyone's thing wasn't that just what what ivan did no it was a group date oh you're right it was yeah then ivan had the berries yeah <laughs> I said, yeah I got, I got these strawberries here <laughs> Yeah, um no, I would rather do the blindfold. Yeah. Easy, yeah. easy question for because <laughs> I like it I literally do not have to make eye contact with anyone else <laughs> while I'm doing the embarrassing thing. That's a good point. I just think these kind of things too just cater to people being just like wild. Like uh like I'm gonna just be super sexual. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. say lots of words that are borderline bleeps. And ABC's yeah. gonna like, have a uh, tough time with it. What was her name on that season? Mm. Oh, we couldn't stand her. Oh, Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> when they had to write the thing, like the whole life story about, yeah, like. And uh, then I would nerd, you're nerd, around all of your. Nerd, nerd, nerd. It's like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. Well, and it's again another one of those like to get a little deep here, like double standards. So it's okay for the girls to go off like that when talking to Matt, but if any of the guys had been that explicit like, with yeah, Katie, girl. it would have been <laughs> just like really creepy, right? Mm-hmm. The, it's a good standard. thing we got we got the face skin salesman out of there, is all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um anyhow, so we had like Connor B who used his musical strengths and he wrote kind of like a comedic song. Connor B, super charming. Gotta hand it to the guy. Mega charming. Loved it. Loved it. It was good that he had that skill that he could fall back on. He could make like a fun little jingle, throw in a couple puns, get in, get out. That was great. Yeah, way less threatening and like... Than like extemporaneous speech. Than just like, I'm just gonna a spoken word about our intimate moments (laughs) to you. (laughs) These have these have produced some moments over the years, though. I mean, we had oh, Luke, really we had have. Luke P professing his love to Hannah yeah. like day one, which was just looking back on it, insane. Wild just, boy, just really, really. The fact that he really said, lovely. "My special talent is my character and integrity." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take that to my grave as one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. <laughs> my character and integrity. That I, that I came to me all at once in the shower one day after I f- just finished having tons of sex and beers. Oh my god. Ugh, it's really okay. awful. <laughs> I just should run it back. I Maybe we should just run through that season again. Because, Maybe wow, we should. That was a classic. <laughs> Real last banner season. Oh. We, can, we can watch Luke. Oh. What's the other Luke just get his bell rung by oh, Luke? Man. Oh. 
just just get absolutely whipped into the ground. Uh, I think about it often. Yes, you mention it often. It's it's kind of like do you did you ever see that clip Emily from uh, the Amazing Race where that lady's trying to launch that watermelon mm-hmm. with like a slingshot mm-hmm. and it comes back and whops her. Oh, right that's the face? a popular, famous clip. Yeah, I mean, I could watch that like on slow. I could watch that. Uh, Luke P spear tackling the other Luke and great white sharks breaching on seals like on a loop all day and I would be just happy as a clam. Just all form tackles. Sprinkle in the leprechaun uh, video and then... <laughs> I'm gonna rid a backhoe! <laughs> the best, the most underrated line of the whole leprechaun video. Alright, <clears throat> continue back. Where were we? Uh, we were talking about the presentation. So we had Trey mm-hmm. with some x-rated puppet activity which was really uncomfortable um christian talked about oh i would like clean the house and have dinner ready for you and then he like rips off his tearaway pants which just honestly made me laugh because i love making a good reference to like a tearaway pants situation big fan put me in coach uh (laughs) and then james living up to the box fit did a in a box and then we had and looked like Tarzan, oh my yeah, gosh. rippling. Wow, he looked a little packed, oiled up. He packed his, uh, he, he packed his workout bands. You know, he got a pump in. Yeah, you know, James would be more attractive to me if he had a different haircut. Mm-hmm. He's classic dude that's wearing the like, I'm a firefighter haircut and doesn't need to be doing it. Yeah, we, you're not a firefighter. It's like too much gel. Yeah, too. Smoothie. There's a lot of product. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of product in the hair. I want a little more natural, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe get maybe get a little gruff on your face too. Yeah, might help you out. Um, uh, where was I? Oh, and then we have Mike P. Look, out of all of the virginity talks we've had on the show, this by far was the most wholesome, wholesome and <laughs> honorable. I would yeah. say. And he didn't really like. He's not making it his bit either. Right. That's the thing that I think. It's not I, the thing that. That's the thing him. I appreciate about him. Like clearly, it means a lot to him. It should, and uh, clearly, he like is thoughtful about it and has like actual thoughts about it, not just like I'm a virgin guy. But I'm just yeah. I, I'm thankful that it's that's not his bit. Yeah. And I'm thankful kind of that they're not forcing that to be his bit, even though they did put him on this date. First yeah. Time, so I mean, <laughs> at least we get to like address it and we can see how he handles it moving forward. Yes. Uh, for those who didn't watch the episode and just like to chime in on this podcast and listen, he basically presented it in a way of like, was talking about all the things he's ever wondered about his future wife. Like, you know, would she be you know, passionate or more quiet or all these things? And then he basically gets to the point of saying like, the reason he is saving himself for marriage is to uh, show his future wife that he honors and cherishes cherishes her so much that he's been willing to make the sacrifice of waiting to have sex with her to show how much like Mm -hmm. she means to him and i thought that was like a really honorable way of talking about it there was no like shaming involved of like sex or choices surrounding sex and i don't know i just thought it was really well done yeah yeah well said. yeah no and i think uh, in the past a lot of people like don't know how to talk about it well because they maybe weren't taught well about like why they're doing it um so it comes off as much more of like like because just you know a lot of these people 
approach it from a faith angle, but a lot of the explanations come off as very legalistic and like, well, this is the rule. And so I'm following the rule when it's really more of like a, this is a choice, but it's like, it's a, it's a way of honoring that person down the line type thing. Um, So when you can explain it, much better it naturally is received much better i think right 100 percent agree um so mike p wins the group date which was kind of interesting with he like didn't really win anything he didn't get extra time with katie he didn't get a rose he just kind of like got a belt or a trophy he got a, he got a trophy from glenn's fair price in Harrisburg, yes <laughs> yes um and then we had a pretty uneventful cocktail party other than like Carl basically was trying to make it his mission. Like, since I didn't win the competition, I better win this group date row. Oh, we didn't talk about what Carl did, did we? Oh, yeah. I mean, Carl, uh, Emily listened to a podcast or said something. like One of the producers timed how long Carl was talking, and apparently like, he was talking for over 18 minutes. Golly. And, and everyone else was averaging at most five minutes. Yeah. Well, they, they like showed kind of weird camera angles to try and like encapsulate all the whiteboards he was using at a couple times. They would like cut away to all the whiteboards he was tossing on the bed. Mm-hmm. That was concerning. And what was the word he messed up? Suffocate. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I thought it was in bad taste that all the guys jumped on him for mispronouncing a word. But when I heard that it, this could have been like minute 17 of an 18 right. minute yeah. presentation. So and you're just losing I could have been. I, I also maybe would have been that little petty I might have in, that moment, in that moment. So. Yes. Yeah. Listen, a lot. I think he thinks that like if he keeps talking and like he's gonna somehow like round into form here and convince someone to choose him. But like, I mean, you think you think Carl dates? No. Okay. All right. That's kind of what he I was. He networks like, with Phoebe. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that like. He seems like the kind of guy who would confuse something as a date. That's not a date. Yeah. Yeah. There would be a lot of like, no, that was not a date. This is not a date. This yeah. is never Whoa. a date. Let's take seven Please steps Please don't back. call me again. I'm talking about, I'm yeah. talking about my next girlfriend. He probably gets <laughs> blocked on a lot of social media accounts. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Girls have had to change their numbers. Sure. Carl, do better, bud. He probably just, and then he probably just tells himself, like, he spins it so it's never a him issue. Yeah. Oh, it's always their loss. It yes. is always their loss. Yeah. I'm making a lot of assumptions about Carl, but you know what? Psychologist. He, he gave us plenty to work with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The um, James, James Madison University did not uh, fail you. Thank you. You know what you're doing. I, I appreciate that. Nor did Old Dominion University. Shout out. Go wow. Monarchs. Go Monarchs. Um, all right. So this believes in like we said the cocktail party thomas gets the rose i would say mostly because he had a great makeout session with katie okay i have a i have a question here uh, thomas was the fake accent guy no no thomas is the guy who looks like yosef oh yes. yeah yes. yeah Jared Fried says he looks like Oscar from The Office, which I also don't disagree with. <laughs> Oscar and Yosef. Like if, Oscar, if Oscar had a glow up. Yeah, um, it grew like 11 <laughs> inches. How are we feeling about Katie's makeout session so far? She is an aggressive kisser. Yes. 
Like yeah, she, she gets, she gets she after wants, She wants the tonsils. Yes. Yeah. There is no like gentle first kiss. You know, it's all in. It's uh. There's also a lot of like head turning and yeah. all. Yeah, that's yeah. the aggression. Yeah. Like, There's I'm worried about the teeth of everybody involved. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. With there that. was a, a fairly troubling kiss with uh, the cat guy. Yes. That he was like, he was like looking down, like really seriously. <laughs> like, kept doing that, which was odd. He went heavy tongue early. Well, he asked for a redo. I think we should redo our first Cause kiss. Because my first kiss with you, I was in a cat suit and kissing you with. Like oh, cat paws, and paws. my hand was on top of your head. He and then he asked, her head like a basketball. <laughs> yeah, he asked her to rate his kiss when they were done, which is just bad move. Kind Although of, Matt James should have been doing a lot of more oof, of that on his season, oof. but you know, he should have gotten some unsolicited feedback for sure. Um, hopefully, Rachel's helping him with that. Hopefully, <laughs> something it. good can come out of that relationship. <laughs> Uh, then we have our one-on-one with Greg. Uh, they go, quote-unquote, classic, like, we're going camping, which really they're just, like, Putting spending on some time outside. and walking down a hill. Yeah. I can't wait to roast the fishing, use. so please tag me in when it's time to do that. Oh, oh my God. So, first of all, how <laughs> yeah. do you feel about their matching outfits? Adorbs, I mean, not adorbs? It was fine, whatever. That was kind of cute. High school cute. It's outdoorsy. Logan hates matching. I mean, they didn't plan it. Yeah, he, I, I he hate even hates unintentional matching. I just hate when you show up and you're just matching, like matching one of your bros or matching. Like sometimes Emily will come out and we'll just be, like, "All right, well, we're in the same thing. We we like cannot do this, and I will change." Not even the slightest coordination doesn't happen. Wait, but you guys were wearing similar Nikes in Charleston. I did see on the Instagram we were. stories. We were, and those looked great. Like those. Thank were, you. Those were nothing to be upset about. How did you feel about the shoe coordination, Logan? Oh, I don't. I mean, listen. If 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 you got f- flames on the feet, it's coming. fine. All right, that's fine. Also, I had mine like years before I had hers. But not to brag. The, the, not, not, not to brag. <laughs> but uh, no, I just like if there will be times where like I, you know, I'm a pretty simple dresser, sure. right? Other than the flames on my feet, I, you know, will come out and say some jeans like a black shirt and if emily comes out and jeans or jean shorts and a black shirt like i will go change just because like we don't need to dress the same like that's weird to me this isn't prom that's all i have to say that's fine i respect your stance on that thank you i'm just interested to learn more emily emily what do you you have some follow-up you feel like i feel like you want to follow up I just like not that I'm gonna intentionally go out of my way to match you, but like the walking out and realizing like oh we like unintentionally matched like doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I think if it's we adorable were... when like two people that are in in a couple like they unintentionally do that yes. because it's like oh man we're on the same page like we're vibing like yes. that's cool. It happened at the gym one day and like one of our friends pointed it out and we like honestly didn't realize it the whole time we were there and I was like oh like that's cute and like I could tell Logan hated it and hated yeah. it more so that someone noticed it. It was like oh no. Well, I mean, we're probably wearing like gray shorts and a black shirt, like every other. Person no, I think we were literally wearing like I was wearing the tank top version of your shirt, and we oh, were yeah. wearing like yeah, that's yeah. Tea White House in the building. The hackles, the yeah, same. Are... And then I think we were wearing like camo shorts or something. Anyway, whatever. 
Anyhow, um, I I likewise Jordan thought it was kind of cute that they were both kind of mashy accidentally. Anyway, they get in a pickup truck. They're driving down the road. Katie hits him with the like, oh, do you like the outdoors? Like, yeah, I like the outdoors. Like, dude, you're from Jersey. I love the outdoors. I love to York, go fishing. Like, I kind of doubt you spend a lot of times outdoors in the way that she. If you say to go fishing, you're not. You don't fish. I don't think. I'm just gonna be honest. Like, yeah, let's I love, I love to. I love to go generally. fishing. No, I mean they. It's clear. I don't think Greg. I don't think Greg's a big fisherman. I think that's fine. Yeah, they. Well, also they cast. didn't set him up for success. Yeah, the Zebco. The Zebco wasn't unnecessary. The guy like he he casted fine. Yes. Um. So he knows his way around a rod and reel, but <laughs> the the terminal tackle situation was troubling. They put him on a trout stream in New Mexico, and he's got the uh, the the adult version of the push button Snoopy rod. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got right. a bobber and he's got like a nine inch plastic worm with a ribbon tail on it. <laughs> right. You do not do that. It was, like, it was, it was practically you, a popping cork setup. Like you are for, not going to get out there. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's no way that creek was even probably that deep. Most no. of the time. I mean, there were some good looking runs in there. You, went, you <laughs> a little five or six weight action. A little dry exactly. dropper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with I'm Jordan. I'm with you. But I'm he built also was not like not confidently <laughs> reeling it back in. I didn't get like I didn't get a great look at the setup, but there were some. I think sometimes with those reels, like the reel is supposed to be on top because yeah, of the way the finger is. loops hook up. But he wasn't like really getting after it very confidently, which you know, I don't know. It was just a purely a prop. It clearly was not. I what I am proud of them for because I told Emily this during the show. I was like, if he throws this out there. And then we get a scene of him with like a, a trout or something. I was I was like I'm gonna be upset because there's no way like a, like clearly a fake fish, which they did. In Peters, before. yes, it was it was Peters' yeah. season. That, uh, that and we've roasted him for that too. A terrible season. Yes, right. So yeah, that's all. Let's keep it moving here, Emily. How are we doing? Anyway, they like go through the whole thing. They try to set up a tent. She doesn't know how to set up a they tent. They use an axe to cut a toilet. They make a toilet. They have their first kiss. On Question the about the toilet, real quick. So Katie says, "My dad. Every time we go out there, my dad would cut a hole. Was this guy cutting a hole in a new bucket every time they went camping? Did he go buy a bucket specifically to cut a hole in it just so he could poop? Well, I'm, maybe he I'm did sure that so he didn't recycled. have to like." You're not you're not pooping on the bucket. You're just pooping through it. Yeah. Yeah. Rinse it in the stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rinse <laughs> it off in in the water and keep it in the garage in between uses. There you go. Hopefully, Mr. Katie's dad. May he rest recycled. in peace. Yeah. Poor love. Poor yeah. Love. So as we found out through this episode, Katie's dad passed away. What was it, eleven years ago? In 2012. 2012. Uh, the like. Being, going camping was something they enjoyed doing together. So uh, we had like this interesting moment where, like, when Katie was opening up about it, Greg, you could kind of see him like just shut down. And it was kind of at first, I'll say, like, came across as like, does he not know what to do with this information? Yeah. To which his credit, it's like pretty early on, they're just getting to know each other and like, oh, like, this is heavy. So I understand. But like, it was like, oh, could you at least like maybe put an arm around her? But then he also says to her, hey, I want you to feel like you can't open up to me about these things because, like, I do understand more than you know. 
and we find out later at dinner that his father passed away and i would assume more recently i can't remember how long ago he said i thought he said two years i could be misremembering yeah it was it was within two or three years i believe yeah like died of like stage four was it brain cancer brain or something cancer some some kind of cancer so pretty tragic way to lose your dad not really sure how katie's dad passed away but still tragic to leave your father at an early age correct so they bond over that have to admit pretty moved i got a little dusty if you know what i mean they they bonded at the dinner over that right yeah 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 they they definitely exchanged like some moments while they were just kind of like looking at the stream and you know kissing on the toilet and stuff like that but then um when they went to dinner it seemed like they kind of really cemented the connection there yeah, and he said that his dad used to take him fishing. And so it was like, oh, like, that's really sweet. Like, they both had a day that kind of honored their fathers. And I don't know. It was, it was an yeah. emotional moment. Well, and see, this is, Emily, you mentioned you were a little worried about Greg maybe flaming out too quickly. Yes. This is a big uh, yes. variable or factor in that, I think, because um, it's like a, like that's that's a big moment for a relationship to like talk about that stuff and to do it so early like Greg's likely probably I I don't want to assume but like there's a very good chance he interprets that as like wow like I'm I'm in a really strong spot like this is this is big time right now for her to be sharing that with me right now when it could be or it could also be just like Katie needs to share that to somebody and you were the one on the date like claire went through her whole like therapy on the beach with uh old football Mm. player guy and just like tore him up because she dropped him like a bag of rocks he's never been the same yeah that was like that was definitely not for him that was just for her to like get that air that out type deal so i hope for greg's sake he doesn't meet the same fate necessarily but um yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. But it yeah. is a, a concern. Yep. Because he also shared that, like, it's one of the reasons he hasn't really been in a relationship since his dad died. Was kind of, like, feeling guilty about, like, his mom lost the love of her life, like, unexpectedly and all this stuff. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Like, that kind of maybe guilt and everything else. So we shall see. Um, Let's see here where we're at. My man is not scrolling like he needs to be for Kochi. We go into our next group team. Just caught a stray there for no reason. (laughs) Not even too too stray. It was pretty direct. Yeah, it was direct. Uh, Our next group date, we have another classic bachelor. Trope. Yep. And Tasha and Caitlin wake up the men like banging on some pots and pans. You get a lot of men in their boxers. Uh, they were told not to change. Jordan, so. do you wear a shirt when you sleep? Not typically. Uh, this is a fun question, though, because, like, okay. uh, it does depend. Like, when I'm traveling, if I'm in a hotel, I will blast that AC and, like, wear, wear maybe, like, a PFG long sleeve in the bed. Really? Um, yeah. And, like, <laughs> so it's kind of like base layer up top, base layer on the bottom, and... Uh, but always breathable. I'm never wearing like just straight up cotton up top. Okay. Interesting. That's like a lot of like, 
Look, that's a lot of fabric to get wrapped up in in the night, though. Are you much of a tosser or turner in your sleep? Uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. When it's that cold, probably you usually don't toss and turn that much. That's true. I just go dormant. I hibernate. Yeah. I slow my heart rate to 30 beats per... Per minute, per hour, you know. I'm like a ninja. Okay, all right. No, I was just curious. But like, I would say no. Typically, like tonight, I will be shirtless when I enter the bed. <laughs> gotcha. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I will be shirtless when I enter the bed. Same as will I. <laughs> No, I'm just curious. I, I think I run pretty hot. Um, You're a I, furnace. I do remember there were... <laughs> of love. I do remember there was a time in my life in which I lived in the basement of my family's house on uh, on Hickory Hill Drive. And my my father did not like me to run the baseboard heat because it was, and I quote, too expensive mm. to run. So, so like, you unpack that, Logan. The thermostat was at 50. Bring Dave 50 on the thermostat the was kept at 55. So... <laughs> I was I was allowed so to keep I was allowed to keep the room at fifty five. So I had this like University of Florida. It was like white hoodie that just said Florida across the front, and I wore that to bed. And I wore socks and sweatpants, and I tucked the sweatpants into my socks because I hate when you're in bed and your sweatpants slide up your leg, and then you have to do like the weird like leg thing. Honestly, like, kinda, like, you do that drag. even when you're not in bed. If you're wearing sweatpants, you wear your socks over your sweatpants. Yeah, I like them to either be down or I like them to be over Dang. my calves. Yeah. See, so you wear like bottoms to bed. No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Logan sleeps in his birthday suit. Yeah, I'm a nude sleeper. Good for you. <laughs> I just prefer I it. Say, sweatpants to bed is like an aggressive. No, but I'm saying like when this was when I was 55 degrees in the basement. Back I in the ice slept, age. Back in the ice age when I was, you know, probably damaging my pituitary gland during my prime growing years oh by sleeping in a, in a, in an ice box. That's, that's, that's why, why you I'm, never grew into a stretch four. <laughs> that's, that's, why. Why. that's why I'm not six two and yeah. just rangy uh, and hitting bombs, but you know, it's okay. I'm five eight and I'm hitting bombs. So it's, yeah. it's all good. Um, no, I was just curious. And you see some of these guys wake up and it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping in my shirt. And like, I see a guy sleeping in a shirt and I immediately am like, Oh, how can you do that? It just seems so, I'd get all I, I toss and turn though, so I would get like all twisted up in it. It would be like up over my belly. Oh, it would be it would be terrible. I would hate it. I don't like being in a shirt when I'm sleeping. This is the main question that I wanted to ask. Emily wears a shirt. Yes. Yeah, but you also well, I mean, sleep like a little angel. And it, and in some like sleeping temperatures, like I'll only like to have a sheet over my bottom half. But I'll leave the top uh -huh. half exposed, so a shirt isn't that big of a deal because it's like that's serving the purpose of my sheet. You go, fan, you go fan on. Uh, sometimes I tip. I prefer window open. You guys are getting the Patreon content for free this week. <laughs> this is true. We no, really are. This is nice. No, I'm. I'm curious. I'm just. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting. I like to Emily and I. It is. A, it is a wind tunnel in there. We have. Uh -huh. We have like a big box fan at max speed. And a ceiling. And fan. loud the ceiling fan is going. Sometimes Emily cranks on the white noise machine. You could. I mean, someone could walk in. Like someone could. <laughs> the SWAT team could show up at the house and break the door down, and they probably we what? we would just be sleeping. One time you were out of town, and I guess there was some sort of domestic dispute somewhere in the neighborhood and they got the wrong address so like the police showed up at our house oh and like gosh. they were ringing the doorbell and like i could not hear it 
And so they Well, I heard it because it rang through my phone and I talked to the cops while I was in Florida. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I talked just to the cops snoozing. through our doorbell in Florida I'm just at six forty five AM. Sleeping, yeah. had no idea. Sheesh. Anyway. It's a good thing Officer Fritchie didn't barrel the door down. Oof. Could you imagine if they just like came into the house and I'm just in bed like, Whoa! No, <laughs> no. Nothing's happening. I'd have been pretty upset at Martin County Sheriff's <laughs> Department. Yeah. For... Y'all gotta <laughs> have got, got a new free door. door out of it, though, I'm sure. Basically, the group date, they show up. Also, again, a lot of shivering involved. They take them outside, and what I can only imagine is the wee hours in the oh, morning. Katie, I'm and so cold. And standing there, but surprise, freaking Hunter, dad of two, owner of a pet bird named Zazu, absolutely ripped. My God, that man works out. He's sure. cycling. He's cycling Oof. well. Oof. He's coming right He's off. Cutting. Coming right off a good little, a good little uh, test cycle. Wow. Anyway. They make them dress up like cowboys. There was a great scene where they're just like walking towards the camera. That was pretty funny. They were really leaning into it. Um, And then we had some mud wrestling. Some good old classic. It was like weird mud wrestling, though. It was like you had to start on your knees and like press, like it was like walrus wrestling, like two walruses dueling over the mating rock. That was that was what was happening. Well, I think the starting on the knees probably dialed down the intensity a little bit, which is probably for the better. Yeah. Yeah, but to your point, it was definitely like a wall wrestling where it seemed like the best move. Just like throw your upper body into the other dude. Well, low the, man the, wins. The, not not a lot of guys figured that out, but the low man. Yeah, does unless win. you unless you are giant, which some of these dudes just seem big. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there was some like Cody Aaron tension. We found out that they knew each other from their hometown. Uh huh. Very Anna and Brittany type situation, but no one got accused of any. I'm turning around for money. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan, how long do you think you would need to get into bachelor shape, bachelorette shape? I don't know. Do I get do I get the uh, resources of like a trainer and a nutritionist and all this stuff? Sure. Yes. I three to six months. Yeah, I was gonna say three. I think three. I think you, you could get you could get to pass. Get a lot done in three months. You wouldn't be like my, our guy Garen. I mean, I think like here. honestly, I think I got a tighter body. rig right now than my guy John does. Yes. Yes. So yeah. I don't think I do, but I think team. I think three months. I think three months you could you could get into passable bachelor shape. Yeah. Maybe that should be one of our um, a challenge, a, a three month bachelor shape <laughs> challenge. We could do just pure some great, some great Instagram content, guys. Before and I after, think we're on <laughs> this, all right. You know what? I'm in. This would be great motivation. I could use this okay. summertime. <laughs> before and after pictures thrown to the masses on an Instagram poll. Just pure all seven of the people who follow the Wood account. Okay, all right. I think we should do this. Put it on the books. Listen, we'll discuss off. Jordan's off. Jordan's rig is pretty tight right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying like I could I He's I couldn't do paradise right now. I could do bachelor right now. Bachelorette. <laughs> so I was saying like, remember our guy Garen? Yeah, from, uh, like I'm, I mean, I'm blowing Garen out of the water. Right <laughs> well, now. yeah, I mean, I think I am. And I'm not exactly not a little tubby right now. So yeah, I I, I think we should make this thing. We should talk about this off mic. Come up with some rules, some stipulations, you know, and. Uh, Put it on the books. All right. Are you gonna are you gonna do bachelorette shape? Sure. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't even know. <laughs>
look, I, my my booty's already looking like a shelf back there. So this is I, true. You know, this is true. I feel pretty I confident. I synced it from across the dance floor <laughs> as I was pr- oh procuring uh, a McUltra for you. Must McUltras. Yeah. I was I was told at the beach on Bachelorette weekend, by the way, that like I had ab tan lines, so that always makes you feel good. Is that Humble something brag. your friend Ethan told you? <laughs> Oh, what a pull. Wow. Such a pull. Yes. My friend Ethan. No, no, it's from one of the other girls. Thank God. So what's the move tonight, ladies? <laughs> I bet Ethan's the kind of guy that uses that. Salty Gog Cafe. We going to buy some tanks. <laughs> Salty Gog. Can we, he did ask if he could come over to our place and bring his friends. Oh, a, good for him. Cast. I mean, he was bold. He was not playing around. Um, champion of men. <laughs> All right, friend, Ethan. Well, we'll make some rules. We'll come up with a plan here. This will be a fun challenge. This is going to be a ridiculous We'll be, we'll be is, Bachelorette ready by purely, Michelle's season. Purely just be great. They're still casting for her season. That's also Jordan. wild. Jordan! This is your chance. No, I'm good. I would I would be accused of going on it for self-promotion of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that Jordan has one of the highest rated uh, Bachelor podcasts? Yeah, per capita. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Emily, we got to land the plane soon. Let's yeah, continue. all this is to say some weird tension with Cody and Aaron got, like, stirred up. Cody was sent home. Well, it got it's got stirred up, but also got unpacked because right. we had Cody and Aaron, like, we had Aaron just roll up to Cody in the middle of the first night and be like, listen, bro, I don't like you, bro. And, and Cody was like, what is going on? And I was kind of, like, on Team Cody there because I was like, well, what's the deal here? But then Aaron brings up to... Sweet, uh, what's her name? Katie. Katie. That, uh, that, um, you know, Cody's not here for the right reasons, and he's a self-promoting D-Wad, and I hate him, basically, and not so many words. And, uh, you know, Katie bought it, and then Cody did a terrible job of defending himself. I'm just gonna say, like, you have every opportunity in the world, even, you know what, even if you're lying, just be like, I don't know what he's talking about, I'm here for the right reasons, I'm here for you, um, you know, yeah, we know each other from the past. We've never been friends, so I don't know what he, what issue he has with me, but I don't have any issues with him, and I'm here for you, Katie. Boom. Move on. Instead, he kind of did this, like, hemming and hawing, like, weird thing. I don't know thing. what he's talking like, about, oh, so there's nothing to talk about. I don't, know what, I don't know what it is that he could be referencing, and yeah, I mean, I, I know who he is, and uh, oh, God. And, and then Katie was like, well, he had a lot of specific, you know, he had a lot of specific stuff, and what do you have to say about that? He's like, I mean, I just, uh, uh, it's kind of like, um, Jordan, did you see that video of Garrett Cole when he was asked about the using spider attack? Yeah. Yeah. Foreign substances on his fingers while pitching. And he like, just really, really answer that. Just really shat the bed. Just <laughs> yeah. really shat the bed on, on answering the, on the denial opportunity. Can't be doing that. Nope. All right. So anyhow, Cody gets sent home for yep. this. And that's which sucks. Just he actually like, didn't take it too hard either. No. no. Which, <laughs> which again was bizarre. Case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting that when Aaron was bringing this up, he like, he did not seem comfortable at all bringing it up. So yes. it was almost like he, he knew it was slimy to bring it up yes. in the first place. But he was doing a lot of like the like tall, deep breaths, like trying to press something down in his throat because. Some, something wasn't sitting right with so I think Aaron might be a little skeezy as well but he's yes. less skeezy than Cody so uh, those San Diego boys you know allegedly. they don't make him like they used to yeah, yeah. Um, anyway this kind of 
set off this tidal wave of like obviously some insecurity from Katie, the classic like this is exactly what I was afraid of, that people wouldn't be here for the right reasons and I'm just a little rattled. So then she has to do the whole like speech going into the like rose ceremony. You're not here for me. <laughs> if you're not here for an engagement, then you should have here. And so she also like throws in something like if you hear of anything going on in the house or have any concerns, like I want you to know I'm a safe space and I want you to come tell me about those things, which is exactly what I was worried about with Katie being the bachelorette. Like we don't need any of that. Also don't complain to me about the drama in the house when you're inviting drama by saying like, I want to be a safe place. Come talk to me. Also like, what does being a safe place mean? Cause you're one for one so far on just immediately tattletailing and like bringing these issues to someone and being like, Aaron told me that you hate, you are awful. So please, please tell me why Aaron's wrong. Like that, I don't, I don't know. It just seems, seems like, it seems unbackable. That is like, she, her calling herself a safe space means like, you don't have to worry that I'm going to punish you for bringing something like that up. Yes. Like I'm not going to view Aaron bringing that up as like, oh, Aaron's just a whiny snitch and he's he's gonna get docked points or get sent home because he's complaining or because sure. he's yes. talking about drama that's true but i also i agree with that and i also say by like putting that out there so broadly like that you're also then inviting it to just basically be like oh okay like let's talk i don't know I just Which is exactly what, i think what i think she like she wants it to be one thing but it's going to be a totally different thing yes Yes. And she and, didn't clarify well enough. Yes. And to Logan's point, that's exactly what Carl did. He saw an opportunity to, like, get in her head. Pounce. And he, like, basically goes to her and says, there are, I don't want to scare you or anything, but there are other men here for the wrong reasons. And she tries to start asking questions about specifics or names or examples. And he's just totally manipulating her. And because he, he doesn't have any specifics. Yeah, that He's, was really gross. It was really watch. messy, very manipulative, didn't like it. And so naturally, Katie's going to pull Aaron because he was the other guy with tension. I would probably have done, or like in some kind of conflict, I probably would have done the same thing. And uh, so the guys start like, where is this coming from? Did someone say something to Katie? Carl confesses. Once again, just, um, just I may have said I may have said something <laughs> like, just, like draw attention to himself. It was bad. Well, and the wild thing, and again, like this could be one of these. They produced it one way; it happened another way. But he was very adamant that like Katie asked the question, and so I answered it. And the way we I watched it, Katie true. asked yeah. no such question. Yep. So I am very interested, and we'll never know, obviously, because of you know things being the way they are but like this is one of those things where producers cut can cut it up however they want to and right. they're like then they get contradicted and it's just it's yeah. gross yep what was most like what was icky to me was when carl like took responsibility but was kind of doing the thing of like do you not hear yourself like he was saying yeah when the guys were like, well, who are you even talking about? Like, what incidents are you talking about? And he was like, no, I just figure, you know, that 
um, Katie will confront the group and whoever it is will come forward, will be man enough to come forward. And it's like, so basically you're just making like a, a generalized statement to stir the pot and to try to manipulate Katie. And then you're justifying it by saying, or like you're admitting that, yeah, I don't have any specific things to report. Yeah. On. Well, and, then and I'm just wanting to like set a fire. Yeah, and by that tact, like, from his point of view, if no one comes forward, then, yeah, see, I told you so, they're slimy, yeah. and, like, they're not yeah. honest, and there's no integrity there. But if someone does come forward, then, like, he, his Hail Mary worked. Like, he yeah. eliminated somebody else without like, even, like, the whole thing. Anything. Yeah, the whole thing he's doing, though, is just, like, he. Uh, every cut we see of him is, like, oh, I am finding a way to win. I gotta get yeah. that rose. I am focused on getting that rose. It's weird. Yeah. So anyway, that's how we ended the episode. Yeah, no uh, no final rose ceremony. Um, Emily, you want to do a quick score check? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so in the lead, Kochi, 335 points. I, for one, am shocked. Logan. Kochi's got a lot of horses that are going to go far this year. <laughs> Logan uh, in second place with 290 points, and Jordan with 235 points. Aye, aye, aye. Ay ay ay. All right. Do we have any top four predictions yet? Greg. Uh who is the other one? Justin, I think, is gonna go really far. Mm. Which one is he? Painter. Dustin. Uh, yeah, Justin, Dustin. I need to stop asking. Thomas, maybe. What about Connor? Connor B for sure. Connor B. Cat guy. Yeah. I would dispute. I don't know who I would swap out, but I think Andrew S. will be in the final four. Oh, yeah, that was the other one. See, yeah. I came out of the first episode, and I was like, I got the most remaining dudes, but I also knew, like, I don't have any endurance for any of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, out of your team, I could see, like, Mike Key sticking around for a bit longer. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Just a real disappointing draft class, once again. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, gentlemen, that is episodes one and two. We did, we did it. it. We did it. Is there any college football news we need to touch on? I saw our guy, um, Mike Leach, was out here, uh, you know, hanging out with some questionable folks. With questionable with a capital Q. <laughs> hey, oh, I see what you did there. Hey, now. Did you for that one big guy? Um, no, but hey, you know, tis the season. It's lion season, prime lion season too. Oh. Uh, guys are working out. We're we're seeing before and after videos of guys, uh, you know, after their two week strengths, you know, working with their strength coach, putting on this eleven pounds the of muscle. S&C departments just uh, peak. Per, yes, just they live gravelly, much. gravelly dudes with thick necks waking up and like shotgunning monsters. This is their time. Remember that uh, screenshot I sent you of the, the back of the strength coaches pickup truck at like a D two South Carolina school. <laughs> and it was just littered with energy drink cans. Dude, this, this sounds great. I can, I'll have to see if I can dig this back. I, up. This, this sounds familiar, but I know, I know the brand. So anyhow, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted football season bearing down on us. Um, anyhow, all right, cool. I think that's all. Yeah? You yeah. Thanks cool. So. Thanks for joining us. We are uh, at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com is the email. Uh, send us send us some opinions. 
And you can go to thewheelroute.com to stream the show, or you can get it from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, go Gators. Go Hughes. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys. <laughs>